Hey everybody, welcome back to StadiaCast. I'm Bill, that's Lloyd. How's it going, Lloyd? It's going okay, Bill. <laughs> we had a, a little bit of uh, ridiculousness right at the beginning of the show, but that's okay. Ridiculousness, mm-hmm. ridiculousness is fun. And it's also uh, if, a good TV show on MTV. <laughs> uh, is it? I don't. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a clip show on. I think it's on MTV or whatever. I, I catch it every once in a while when I used to watch actual TV. All right. Well, there you go. Actual TV. We're not on actual TV. We're on YouTube, and so you can head on over to nerdnest.tv. We record this show live every Sunday at 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern. Uh, again, that's nerdnest.tv. Head on over there. Hit the subscribe button. And that way you're notified when we uh, go live or post videos and stuff like that. Uh, We do talk about Stadia stuff on this show, so make sure that you're here if you want to know all about all of the Stadia stuff. And if you are here with us live and you want to support, you can use the Super Chat feature to make absolutely sure that we see your message. We respond to each and every Super Chat and the end of the show. Uh, We also have a Join button down below. If you click that, you'll find out all the reasons why you should. And if you're here after the fact, it's no longer live and you want to support the show, you can click the applaud button or you can also uh, click on the store button and you can check out some of our like t-shirts and hoodies and and bags and phone cases and all that stuff with our cool Nerd Nest logo. Uh, Just a quick reminder, the 10K Nerd Nest logo is only going to be around until the end of March. So if if something if that's something you're interested in, then go ahead and pick that up. And I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who has gone through, <clears throat> excuse me, and picked up uh, t-shirts or hoodies or anything like that. We really do appreciate it. All right, yeah. <clears throat> Lloyd, what have you been playing, man? I've been playing a lot. Um, I, I was just I was just looking at the nice 10K shirt. There's like a really nice like. Uh, bl- dark blue one with the logo on it. I really like it. Um, yeah, you did you did a good job with that uh, with that shirt. So, good job there, Bill. Thanks, man. Um, as for what I've been playing um, on Stadia, I've mainly been uh, trying to get a little bit further uh, in Journey to the Savage Planet. Um, really, really enjoying Journey to the Savage Planet. Um, but I did dip in a little bit uh, into Marvel's Avengers. Um, there's going to be the Hawkeye uh, DLC coming um, shortly, and um, I'm playing through the uh, the other stuff, the Kate Bishop uh, content that was added a while ago. I realized that I had never gone in and checked out her as a new character, um, so I've been jumping in and playing that um, on Stadia. Uh, if I'm honest, the thing that is completely um, absorbing all of my free time and brain power is uh valheim (laughs) but that's not on stadia (laughs) hopefully that'll come to stadia at some point when it's out of early access uh, because that is one hell of a game and i'd love to see it on stadia yeah um so yeah absolutely um i'm having a a ton of fun with valheim on stadia i've been playing uh, a stupid amount of pac-man battle royale um that game just it's got its hooks in really really well anytime that i've got an extra you know, 10, 15 minutes to just sit down and goof around. Uh, I load up Pac-Man and uh, it plays great. Although I was, you know how at the beginning when it first came out, there was like a bunch of bugginess to it where it was really, really goofy uh, and weird things would happen. And then I think it was last week or the week before I mentioned, I think that they fixed all that stuff. Well, I was playing yesterday or the day before and some of it's back. It's not like people are warping around or anything, or there's ghosts that are going through walls. But what's happening now is like, uh, so there's there's certain power ups in the game, and one of the power ups uh, basically makes Pac Man stinky, right? And the ghosts will move away from him. So basically, it's kind of like an immunity if you don't have a power pellet. And sometimes I'll I'll get that power up. And obviously it's still working because if I go close enough to one of the ghosts, their eyes kind of squint like they're unhappy and they move away from me. But I can't see the power up on me for some reason. So there's still some weird bugginess that's going on with the game. Um, And I've also run into issues where like things just don't show up like you just can't see certain things. Like I, I believe I ate like a power pellet and none of the ghosts turned blue but I was still able to eat them. So it's really weird and and still kind of buggy. 
and I still stand by my stance that this should be an early ac- or not only an early access game, but a free to play game. It's it's super fun though. I'm having a blast mm-hmm. uh, playing it, and uh, I love to keep uh, dumping time into it. You also mentioned Avengers. I, I don't have time to play that right now, but it's on sale at at fifty percent off. Like it's yep. thirty bucks for the base game if you want to get the deluxe version which i guess you said that it just has like extra costumes or something right um yeah yeah it allowed you to play uh four days early was the only real reason to get it um other than that it comes with some extra costumes and and nameplates which is stuff that i I don't really care about yeah uh and that's like 40 bucks so it's an extra 10 bucks uh on top of it so I'm really tempted to pick it up, but I just not like I don't have time to play that right now. I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. I'm playing Pac-Man. I'm playing Valheim. Avengers mm-hmm. looks great, and I'm definitely interested. But I, I just if you if you're looking for something to play, Lloyd has put many many hours into Avengers, and it's only thirty mm-hmm. bucks right now on Stadia. Yep. So yep. I'm gonna recommend that you pick it up unless you've got other things to play right now. All right, let's move on and uh, talk about, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, Let's move on and talk about all all of the news that's going on. Uh, They did three blog posts this week, and some of them are obviously more impactful than others. The the, the big one uh, for this week is that Outriders is coming on April 1st. Um, Are you hyped for this game? Um. I, I want to be really hyped for this game. It it looks very good, and I'm hopeful that it won't be like another. Um, uh, oh, what was the name of that game from EA, where you wear suits and Anthem? it came out as supposed to be Anthem. I'm hoping that it's not like another Anthem where it has like all this crazy hype. It looks so beautiful, and then it comes out and just kind of fizzles. Um, I I really don't think this is going to be it, and I I'm super super stoked to jump into it when when the game comes out on April first. Uh, I'm I'm very um, I'm very hopeful for it. Let's say, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It is an RPG shooter um, with, you know, you can. Um, it's from the the development studio, I believe. Is people can fly. There is single player, or you can do co op with up to two friends. So like teams of three, and you land on this planet, and you've got a bunch of monsters to kill. It looks really really cool. It's coming to Stadia on April 1st, which uh, I'm I'm very excited for. I know that there's a lot of people who are upset that there that that there's a demo that's on other platforms, but it's not yeah. on the Epic Game Store and it's not on Stadia for some reason. What sure. what what's your re- what what do you think the reasoning is that it's not on those places? Do you think it was just that money didn't change hands or that well so I mean, if it's if it's in beta or if it's in demo on Steam, then I can't see any reason why they couldn't do it on the Epic Games Store. You yep. know what I mean? So I feel like it's it's really like a deals prop uh, issue. Uh, it could be a deals issue. I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of um, they're working as hard as they possibly can to get the game ready to come out on April first. They don't have the extra month that it takes to create uh, a demo slice um test it qa it and then release it on the store um well yeah but they already have the demo slice like the demo slice is available for other platforms sure but porting a game isn't as easy as clicking a button say port to stadia there's there's a lot more work that comes um to getting a, a game running um on another platform and a lot of companies they they treat the demo as almost another complete entire project. Um, it's not just uh, it's not just the game, and then they say uh, compile for demo. It's they make another copy of that game. They cut off mm-hmm. all the stuff that might be spoilers, and they put it out there. And I'm thinking that um, Google had to maybe parachute in engineers uh, to get it working. Um, similar to what we said happened with cyberpunk, which mm-hmm. may or may not have happened. I'm thinking that the game is just to the point where they need every cycle to get the actual game running. They don't have time to work on an entirely different project to get a demo out there when the demo is going to be available on a bunch of other platforms. And and that makes perfect sense to me. The only, I don't know, uh, monkey in the wrench there is that it's not on the Epic games store. 
And mm-hmm. if it's on Steam and not on the, I mean, that's essentially the same exact thing. So that's just confusing does, to me. Does Epic Game Store do demos? I don't oh, know. If maybe ever... that's the reason. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't really. I'm not use sure. It. I, I for a while I was opening up the Epic Game Store every day and claiming my free games, and then uh, never ever playing them because I couldn't be bothered to download them. Uh, yeah, Epic so Games I never has demos bothered. on it. So it's not an it's not a limitation of the store. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't. It's I don't weird. Know, man. It's it is a weird one. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm excited for the game. I think it looks fantastic. I'm definitely going to be playing it. I don't know if I'll be playing it day one, but I'll definitely be be playing it because we've got a lot of stuff to play right now anyway. Uh, speaking yeah. of lots of stuff to play, in that same blog post, they, they did show off that there's a bunch of games that are on sale uh, yeah. right now. So Borderlands 3 stuff is on sale. Doom stuff is on sale. Hitman stuff is on sale. Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, one of your favorite games, uh, is on sale yeah. along with Madden is still on sale. Like I said, Marvel Avengers, PGA Tour, uh, Star Wars, Division 2, Ghost Recon, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Love that game. Uh, there's a, so many games that are on sale right now. So just make sure that you um, check out the on sale uh, page and see if there's any de- uh, deals there that you are interested in. You you ready to talk about some Baldur's Gate for a little bit? Let's let's do it. This was a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, me too. Um, it's, uh, did you play much Baldur's Gate? I played um past the um the intro area, like when you're on the um you're on that ship, and then the ship crash lands. Uh, and I got to that. I, I went into like some sort of building, and I went into the basement, and I beat a boss, which wasn't a boss, and I felt all super powerful. And then I read uh the that um you, you can't bring your save games over <laughs> and that there's going to be all these changes and i'm like you know what i'm spending a lot of time with this game maybe i'll wait until it's closer to a f- <laughs> finished project since it is in early access before i devote any more time into it so that's kind of where i where i got to with Baldur's Gate. well i put a ton of hours into this game i i played through the all of the con well I, i'm sure that there's stuff that i missed but i played through the content that was available um, when it first came out, which is act one of the game, I had an absolute blast. The, the, all of the crazy stuff that you can do in the game is fantastic. And now what they're doing is they're, they're adding in more classes, which is really cool. And the one that they're adding in now, and I think this is the reason why I think it's okay to get in there on early access and play because then the next time that you play, you know, when they wipe out your save because it's an early access game, you could just play as a different class. And so mm-hmm. the new the new class that they're adding in is the Druid. The Druid has cool abilities like shape shifting so they can or wild wild shift or wild shape something. I can't remember what it's called, um, but uh, basically you can turn into like giant badgers and things like that. <laughs> it looks so cool and I can't wait to get back into it. I, I mm-hmm. just wish, like, they're doing all of these updates. I just, please, please copy all of the control schemes that you had mm-hmm. on controller from Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2 and apply those control schemes to Baldur's Gate 3 because I can't stand playing this game on controller, but I also am not a... I don't like playing games on mouse and keyboard very much, so, um, yeah. I, like... I would be playing this game so much more if I could use uh, a controller. And I know that there's people who have told me a million times, Bill, you just got to get used to the controller. I, I shouldn't have to yeah. get used to it. It's it's not optimal um, by any stretch. That's one of the main reasons why I stopped playing as well. It's like, okay, it doesn't work super well on controller. I'd prefer to just sit and play on the TV, not sit at my computer with keyboard and mouse. So maybe I'll wait for, for an update. So hopefully that comes out um, at some point as well. Yeah, but I'm 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 excited to jump back in when I can mm-hmm. find time and uh, play as a druid and uh, run around as a giant badger. That's not something that I knew that I was going to say today, <laughs> uh, but but now I have and I'm happy that I did. All right, Is there mushrooms and a, and a snake. <laughs> oh, only people who are old like us would understand that joke. All right. Uh, Let's see. So then there's the third community blog post that they have where they're announcing two games that are on their way to Stadia. Um, The first one is called Welcome to Elk. Mm -hmm. And it is really, really weird and 
it seems like it's a really dark game. Uh, not yeah. dark as in like the poor lighting, but dark as in the subject matter. Uh, <laughs> have you uh, had any experience with this game at all? Uh, no, I saw the first. I saw it for the first time on, uh, on on the blog post, and I was like, "Oh, this is a really cool cartoon art style. I really like this. this reminds me of like, um, I don't know, Where's Waldo books or something. This is really great." And then next thing you know, someone's vomiting and stitching up their friend because they got a big a big cut on their chest or whatever and i'm like okay this isn't a kid's game this is definitely uh not a kid's game but with a really kid-friendly art style um, yeah I, i'm i'm actually kind of interested to see how this game kind of plays out yeah it has all of these little mini games and uh like you have to like there's a there's a mini game where you have to stitch up your friends like that's part of the game yeah. like you have yep. to like control the needle and the thread in order to to stitch mm -hmm. up this your your friend's wound or something, which is, I'm like, when it first came on the screen, I saw it and I was like, what am I looking at here? And then when it dawned on me what it was, I was like, oh, that's gross. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but I I do love the art style. This is probably a game that I will pass on, not because sure. I don't think it's going to be a good game. Just I know that this is the kind of game where I'm interested in it for I don't know two hours. And then sure. I see shiny things that distract me uh, otherwise. But I think it looks cool. And, uh, you know, I'm always for more games coming to Stadia. They mm. describe it as a biographical adventure uh, set on an island like no other where every character you encounter has a story to tell. So I feel like it's more of a storytelling game with a bunch of little mini mini games in there. The Yeah, I I, I think so. And, and it looks like it, um, it has like some... Uh, video <laughs> live action video in the trailer of yeah, actual actors that i've that i recognize so oh I, the whole thing the whole thing intrigues me oh i didn't recognize that guy i thought that was like one of the developers or something and he was he it was, could be like in the in the trailer he's like i still remember the day he died blah 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 and i was like i'm so confused about what's happening here it is very <laughs> intriguing that's a very intriguing trailer uh to me it, it reminds me or maybe it's not the guy it, it just it looks like him um i'm trying to find the name of the actor it's the guy from silicon valley um which uh, i've Martin never star. seen star he plays Gilfoyle in silicon valley it looks so much like him it probably isn't but when i saw that i'm like oh cool he made a video game uh because it does <laughs> kind of look like him except he has my beard all of a sudden which is which is kind of weird well he has his beard you have a beard i have an epic beard you do it's getting really really long um i can't wait till you can start braiding it yeah, I can make a ponytail in the front. That's about it. So it's gonna it's gonna be some time. It's gonna be a little bit of time before I can do that. I can I can get some elastic bands and Captain Lou Albano it for the for the next little while. That's so weird that you bring up Captain Lou Albano. The other night, my wife and I were sitting down. We were watching '80s music videos, and Cindy Lauper, uh, "Girls oh, nice. Just Want to Have Come uh, Want to Have Fun" came on, and I was like, "Is that Captain Lou Albano?" And I was like, "That's the guy that played Mario." All mm -hmm. right, uh, moving on. <laughs> Weird aside, uh, there's it's... another game on its way called A Place for the Unwilling. It is a another branching narrative adventure uh, set in the final 21 days of a dying city. No, there's no video on this, uh, but you know, a narrative adventure seems like something that I'm going to pass on. Uh, but it's coming to Stadia on February 23rd, so in two days, and it's going to be 15 bucks. And the other one was 15 bucks as well. Yep. release date is coming coming soon coming soon, coming soon. um <laughs> so yeah hopefully hopefully we'll we'll get some more details on that but yeah this this is great this is a type of stuff um we've been asking or people have been asking for uh, a very long time about we need a roadmap we need a roadmap after the bad news we need a roadmap so now stadia for the last couple weeks has been coming out with multiple blog posts telling us about all the games that are coming um trying to convince everybody that it is business as usual so mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is a good this is a good development Although, of course, you know, anytime anybody posts, anytime Google says, look at these games that are coming to Stadia, there's always that one segment that says, well, not those games. I want the games for me. Uh, and and then when, when the games for that guy come out, then there's another guy over there who's like, not those games. I want the games for me. People are yep. so selfish. All right. Just Let's be happy the that posts. there's more games on the platform. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, this story, I, I, 
I was I thought about making a video about it uh, earlier in the week, and I was like, I'm not sure if I really wanted to talk about it um, on my own. I feel like this is more of a conversational kind of video, uh, but th there's this really odd thing uh, or odd story on Kotaku where, like, the week before Stadia closed down SG&E, mm -hmm. Like they had a a, a a meeting with uh, the the higher ups with the management, and the management basically said, "You guys are doing a great job. You, you're making amazing progress." Which you know that fills all of the people who are working on this stuff with like, "Hey, they all think that we're doing a great job." And then the next week, they get closed. Now, for me, I would have been like, "All right, well then they just didn't know." But <laughs> then they were they did a Q and A with the staff afterwards, and they said what what changed between this week and last week, and Harrison said nothing changed. We knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, like what the hell, man? That's terrible. That is just I, bad management. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it, you. Whenever, whenever something big happens at a large company and then you get all the dirt that comes out after and a lot of the time it's just from people that um, have have a bone to pick uh, or they don't know the full yeah, extent true. of they don't know the full extent of things. They know they know one tenth of what the whole entire story is. Um, so they tell that one tenth and that becomes a narrative going forward. Uh, we'll probably never know unless there is like a, a big video that comes out. But it wouldn't surprise me if you're shutting down um, a, a large chunk of a company that employs 150 people. They don't just do that overnight. They don't they don't say they don't wake up this morning and say, you know what? I, you know, we've been done in a while. We haven't shuttered <laughs> a division and fired 150 people. So it makes sense. Maybe that was writing on the wall saying we have we have these milestones to hit. And if we don't hit those milestones on this date, we're going to have to do this. Um, or maybe so something came from above. It's like, you know, we got all this great press for cyberpunk. You need to do more of that and less of the other stuff that you're working on. So many potential stories. But seeing these articles come out um, over the next or, or they've come out over the last little bit um, and they will continue to come out over the coming months. We'll probably get a bit of a clearer story as kind of all these little puzzle pieces start snapping together. Um, but yeah, it is, it is really tough and it just shows how, how, uh, rough and tumble the games industry is like, you can have a job, you could be at a, at a, at, at a game, a game dev studio for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, because of no fault of your own, there's an economic downturn, they have to save money and they go and they just fire half of the people. And even though you've been there for 10 years working crazy overtime doing whatever uh you're, you're just another you're just another widget uh and they they, they need to get rid of uh 100 widgets from their uh, box of widgets and it's uh yeah it's sad it, it really is sad and makes me really glad that i didn't go into to game development because having that uncertainty all the time would just be too stressful for me yeah i tend to refer to those people as spreadsheeters like they just look yeah. at a spreadsheet and they want to make all of the all of the numbers turn the right color and that's really their their main focus <laughs> And I understand that making that business decision is fine. But if you already know that you're about to make that business decision, the week before that, you make that announcement telling everybody you're doing a great job, by the way, that's kind yeah. of, that's just odd to me. Um, yeah. Another piece of information that came out, uh, people in, in chat are saying fire Phil. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think that that's yeah. really uh, going to do anything to change anything. Um, but another piece of information that came out is a big impetus. I think that's the right word. Um, propelling Google to make that decision was the fact that Microsoft had gone out and purchased all of these studios, including Bethesda. And they were like, okay, so it seems like Microsoft's, their way of, of doing it is going to go, I'm going to go buy all of these third-party studios. Sure. Google says, okay, we could do that. We already have first-party studios, but we could just go out and buy a bunch of third-party studios, or we could just invest in third parties by saying, here, bring your game to our platform. And then we're not assuming the risk. Like, 
those companies, those other companies, they are ex they are still assuming the risk where Google is just like, oh, you've made a game. Here's some money to bring it to Stadia. And I think that that's less risk averse. Does that make sense, Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely that could that could be part of it. It's uh, I don't know. This whole this whole thing is. Um, yeah, it's it's annoying because you, you see the optics, you see the impact to people's lives and you just realize that it was probably just some some as you said the spreadsheet or bean counter made the decision and next thing you know a bunch of people are out um of, of their jobs in a pandemic it's just it's just a terrible story from from top to bottom uh the thing that does make me a uh, kind of smile a little bit um on the kotaku article the top quotes uh, or the top comment rather is Let's look at Phil Harrison's history, worked at Sony for the PS3 launch, the horrible PS3 launch, worked at Microsoft for the horrible Xbox One launch, and now is working at Google for the horrible Stadia launch. And well, that may be accurate or not, um, because there's there's truth and not truth to all those things. It's just it sucks that there's that narrative out there now um, that he's the one bringing down Stadia when he probably had zero uh, or very little to do with the decision. Um, he's just he's just an executive um, that has people above him that say, no, you have to do this or or do that. Or maybe it was his decision. The, the point is, we don't know. And we're um, never going but, to know. But seeing the narrative come out and all the stories has just been, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this not being um, a, the top story in the uh, <laughs> in the community uh, soon. Hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get back to the to the train of really good news and not this uh this doom train that's been going around for the last little bit speaking of the doom train uh mm. google's getting sued um <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen uh i know that there's a lot of people that saw this because a lot of people sent it sent this to me in dms on twitter a mm. lot of people were like bill what do you guys think about this yep. everybody gets sued google is no stranger to getting sued guaranteed on top of that um like let's take a look at other gaming companies that have recently been sued nintendo nintendo is killing it right now they they shipped 80 million nintendo switches in like four years they're doing really really well they have a class action lawsuit against them for joy con drift i anticipate that we will soon see a class action lawsuit against sony for the what's that thing called dual 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 sense dual sense for the dual sense drift because that one has uh joystick drift as well uh so yeah. gaming companies they get sued for stuff now what is google getting sued for they're getting sued for not having every game at 4k 60 what do you, what are your <laughs> Uh, that chuckle yeah. tells me something what are your thoughts on this lloyd i i just i think it's incredibly dumb but uh that's a lot of lawsuits are like that and a lot of dumb lawsuits actually win uh because yeah. the the system isn't perfect uh but that's like saying um you know what uh my speedometer uh, on my car goes up to 200 kilometers an hour but i can only hit 140 i'm breaking the law doing even that but you know i i want to get up to 200 because <laughs> my my thing says that so i'm going to do a class action lawsuit against um uh, my my uh nissan or whatever uh, because it, why would you put uh, why would you put um why would you misrepresent the top speed of my car by having 200 kilometers an hour on my speedometer <laughs> it's just wrong and you owe me a bunch of money even though i'm breaking the law going that fast um yeah you you owe me money nissan um it's just it's 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 dumb like that I, i'm sure this will this will make it to some some court and it will probably get thrown out but this will probably be the first of many and that's what it is when you when you uh run a big company uh you get lawsuits mm -hmm. <laughs> people sue you for uh intellectual property theft for for patents uh infringement for all this stuff which may or may not have any um semblance of reality but it just it it, it happens and and when you're a big company, you spend a lot of money on lawyers because that's what you got to do to keep your company going forward. Yeah. And look, this is not the first time that a company has said, this is the resolution that our, that our machines can deliver. Um, and then the machines did not give that resolution because the game developers decided that's not what I felt like putting my energy into. Uh, you know, you look at a game like, um, I can't think of one that's like, what's it? Oh, 
Okay, here we go. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, when Elder Scrolls Online first came to Google Stadia, it was 1080p, 30 frames per second. Later, they upgraded that to 4K, 30 frames per second. Still not 4K, 60, which is what everybody is expecting all of the time for some reason. Um, that's not on Stadia. That's because Bethesda, or ZeniMax, I guess would be the better uh, the, the better name to say. Uh, that's because ZeniMax made that decision. They decided this is the this is the frame rate and resolution that we can reliably hit with our game engine. Stadia is not in charge of other companies' game engines yeah. any more than uh, like Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be coming out, and it's going to be a four by three aspect ratio. HBO is not in charge of t- of deciding if if their the the movie is going to be made in four by three or sixteen by nine. That's yep. it's not Stadia's fault. So the idea that that Stadia is getting sued for this is ridiculous mm-hmm. in my in my uh, opinion. But that's I, just my opinion. I want to sue them for taking thirty percent of the pixels away by uh, by by putting it in four by three instead of sixteen by nine. I want I want my pixels back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sue them <laughs> to get to get my pixels back. That's right. What what is in those pixels that we're missing? Yeah, it's so that's that's the real uh, the, the real story that isn't getting out there. They hide stuff in those mi- missing pixels. And that's you're right. Not getting it. That's where they embed the cameras so that they can <laughs> identify you. And <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, th- this whole thing is ridiculous. But it, that's what comes when you're you're running a, a big platform. People people want to get their uh, their chunk of change so they can buy more games on your platform. So they sue the platform to get more money to then be able to buy games on the platform. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's take a, a quick turn over into the the land of crowd play. This is where everybody uh, sends in their topics. If you want to submit a topic for us to talk about on the show, or maybe we'll make a video about it, go to nerdnest.tv/submit, and uh, either we'll talk about it here on the show, or maybe we'll make a video about it, or or something like that. Uh, the first one. Uh, comes to us from Mark Miller. He says, do you think the Stadia environment slash ecosystem, along with competitors and their environments, actually proves to be more of a platform for massively huge games with insane integration and infrastructure that will be impossible for consoles? Do you think this type of foresight and roadmap moving forward makes more sense? Imagine a game along the lines of Star Citizen, that is nearly impossible to, impossible to play on anything being accessible in the cloud. I personally believe that long-term, thinking ahead for a bit in this regard would be a huge thing for cloud gaming in general. What do you think? Lloyd, I'm going to let you go first. <clears throat> well, I think that's kind of what SG&E, uh, Studio Games and Entertainment, um, existed for. They wanted to explore those realities with massive, huge games and and AI running um, on a separate box, and and all all the crazy stuff that they were that they were working on. Um, turns out maybe that wasn't a priority for the the first year of Stadia. Maybe we'll get back to it. Um, I would love to see that because yeah, I, I would love to have Minecraft, um, which isn't a massively huge game, but it, it's it's a game that I'd love to. I would love just to have my server exist in the cloud. Um, same with like Valheim, other games like that. Um, I, I would just love to be able to boot it up on my phone and start playing from where I left off. Um, and then you move into huge games like Star Citizen and, and things like that. Um, they could really benefit from having an unlimited amount of potential horsepower um, for for the game to run on with uh, AI running in one box and other stuff running in another box and uh, like, like um, I don't know, physics running in another box or another blade or whatever. Um, I it maybe the closed closure of SGE shows that that is still something that is far away and maybe they're just focusing on the low hanging fruit for right now before they get into that. Yeah, for me, I mean, you go back and you listen to most episodes uh, of this show since we started it forever ago. Um, (laughs) And I think you'll hear me say this a lot. The reason I'm excited most, the, 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 the biggest reason that I'm excited most for Stadia is the cloud native games. The games that can can only that are exclusive to Stadia, not because Google went to somebody and said, "Here's a pile of money. 
Um, don't make our your game for other platforms. Just make it for us. But the games that can only run in the cloud because you just can't do it on a box under your TV. That is the thing that I was most excited for 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 Stadia. With the closure of SG&E, I do think that that um, reality is now further down the line, but I do think that eventually we will get to a point where somebody comes up with an idea for a video game, and maybe they're already doing this. Maybe somebody's already working on this, uh, but they come up with an idea for a video game that just cannot work on an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch or you know whatever else is out there but has to be run in the cloud in order to work. That is very, yep. very compelling to me. With SGE closing, I think that that's, you know, they kick the can down the road a little bit, but there's nothing saying that SGE closing means may, maybe this is what's going to happen. Google closes SGE, stops working on first party stuff, and instead they invest in bringing more third-party stuff to the platform, which if you asked the average person who is uh, like interested in video games what they're interested in, it wasn't the the first-party stuff from Google anyway. It was, I want Fortnite, I want this, I want that, I sure. want this game on Stadia. Most people don't yeah. don't even know what SG&E was. Uh, we yeah. we got to remember that not everybody is in the same bubble with us uh, and, and knows about that stuff. So... Maybe what happens is they bring in more stuff, and then as Stadia gains a bigger foothold, maybe they decide, all right, well, now is the time that we're going to start working on uh, bringing back that, that first-party stuff. Maybe. Maybe not. Sure. Who knows? Uh, but I don't, I don't think that this is nearly the big, as big a deal as everybody talks about, although we, you know, we've been talking about it for like three weeks now. I would like to move on. There just hasn't yep. been, there hasn't been tons of, of, uh, news, uh, that hasn't been about this. Uh, well, the but, elephant in the room right now. Yeah. Um, so everybody's talking about it. Um, yeah. It, and it, it could also be, um, obviously I'm not saying that this is a, a real thing that has happened. I'm, no one's talked to me about this, but who knows, maybe Stadia or Google is partnering with another third party developer that was working on similar tech to what they were working on. And now it's like, hey, we have this code. You can play around with it. You can run these servers. You can do this. So maybe a lot of what SGE worked on is already still living out there with another another company. It might come come to uh, come to us in a different form than was originally planned. We don't know. Um, but yes, to, to answer to go back to the question, the thought of having hugely massive games on a platform. You really can't do it on a console. Um, that is a box that you buy that uses older tech by the time that you get it in your house because it has to be affordable. Um, that type of stuff can be done in the cloud very e well, very easily um, is not actually true because it's a lot of work, but um, more easily compared to trying to fit something like that on a console using um, cheats and other things to to simulate to that type of stuff happening. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for those types of games uh, coming in the future. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I hope that we don't have to talk about this for the next little bit. And then we just get a surprise drop in like June. Look at this game can only ever be done on Stadia. Here's what it looks like. And, yeah. and then we'll, we'll kind of know what happened with the whole SGE thing. You know, uh, trigger hyper in chat says cloud gaming is in its infancy. So who knows where it will go or what ideas it may bring to the mainstream. Let's let, I want to go back to, um, you know, when I first started playing video games, I was at my grandmother's bar and there was a Donkey Kong cabinet there and she opened up the register and got me a bunch of quarters and I played Donkey Kong. And then at the end of the night, she would open it up and get the quarters back up, put them back in the register. <laughs> and it, little did I know that that would lead to games like World of Warcraft, where yep. I sit down and that was the only game I played for about seven years uh, where, you know, I would I would get into a group with 40 people with 39 other people and we would work together to try and overcome these huge challenges in this world that felt like it existed. That is amazing. And you think about going the like the line that goes from Donkey Kong to uh, World of Warcraft as just two points, uh, two random points 
on the timeline of video games, you're right, Trigger, uh, whatever it was, Trigger something, Trigger Hyper, um, <laughs> cloud gaming is in its infancy, and that's a thing to keep in mind. And that's another reason why I got excited is just about Stadia is because I can see that there it's going to be things in the future that we're going to look back at GDC of, what is it, 2019, I think, and we're going to say, that right there is the point where this that made this kind of ridiculousness possible. And that's yep. exciting to me. That's really exciting yep. to me. Exactly. Yeah. And just like what you said with GDC, hopefully GDC is later this year. It's in like July, I believe. So hopefully we'll get some really amazing news and tech demos coming out of, of then because that that's when the really cool um, kind of conceptual development is done where the people have an idea and they they go and they make some crazy tech demo that would never work as an actual real uh, video game, um, but it shows it shows the future that other developers can use in their games. So uh, I'm hopeful. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what this year brings. Yeah. All right. Our next uh, uh, topic that was sent in by Scooterama. That's a funny name. They said, <laughs> according to other markets, Google approached always quite differently and successful Chromebooks versus laptops, Android versus hardware smartphones. Besides developing their own games, do we really already see the strategy of Stadia? Um, so for this one, it took me a minute to really digest what it is that the person was getting at. Uh, yes, I do think that we already see the strategy of Stadia. Uh, they have multiple strategies, and they're going with, with whichever one is working best. Their biggest strategy, I believe, is that they want to make people... Google said this a long time ago. The more you use the internet, the more money Google makes. That's yep. that's exactly what they said. Now, when I'm playing a game on an Xbox, I may or may not be using the internet. When I'm playing a game on Stadia, I am using the internet. The more that I'm using the internet, the more that I am engaged with using the internet, the more money that Google makes. That's that's really their their like their main focus for that company. On top of that, you look at the idea, you just look at how much money the gaming industry makes as a whole. Like it makes more than all movies, more than TV, more than music. Video games is a ridiculously big revenue generator in the world. Google sees that and they're like, all right, there's a place for us in there. We can do it. Uh, the same way everyone else is, make a box, put it under your TV, or we can do it a different way. And I think that that's what Scooterama is getting at. And I agree with that. What are your thoughts, Lloyd? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like the whole Chromebook versus laptop thing, there was um, there was low price laptops um, and when Chromebooks were a thing, but you had to pay like a $200 licensing fee for Windows. So your, <laughs> your $300 laptop would immediately become a $500 laptop. Um, Google saw that and it's like, hey, we can, make, we can make our own OS, we'll call it Chrome OS, and it it runs it runs a version of Linux and it's super slimmed down and it will basically just run web apps and we'll play the, we'll put this out there and it'll be great for students and I remember people scoffing at the thought of a Chromebook why would I buy that when I can't run apps this makes no sense um, and then it's evolved over time so yeah Google's approach is always very iterative they put out a product and then they iterate on that product to make it better so what you get day one is never what you get day 100 or day 1000 because they've put out um they put out something and then they iterate making it better um and i think that's what stadia is um when stadia first came out it was hard to get like a 4k 60 stream in my house for whatever reason um because uh internets or or whatever whatever was getting in the way um they take all the data of people playing it they make the stream better. Next thing you know, I'm playing almost everything 4K60 unless the game doesn't support it. So, um, yeah, uh, that is a really great approach to game development, platform development, and product development. So we have that benefit with Stadia, and, and let, let's hope for a, a really bright future because of that. Right, and just because Google is very iterative doesn't mean that all of their partners are going to be iterative. A lot of companies will make a game and when they're done with the game, they're done with the game. They might fix some bugs, sure. but then they move on. So, you know, just because we saw things like Elder Scrolls Online go from 1080p 30 frames per second up to 4K 30 frames per second, 
doesn't mean that we're going to see that same thing with other games. Not everybody is as iterative as uh, Google is, especially when it comes to games that are not games as a service. That's a, that's another thing to keep in mind as well. All right, our last uh, topic that was sent in, again, you can submit these at nerdnest.tv slash submit. Uh, this one was sent in by Cold Show. He says, when will Stadia upgrade their hardware on a server level? Uh, and will we get Activision games? The real reason that I brought this one in, this is an older one uh, that somebody had sent, but the real reason I brought this one in is because we just had BlizzCon uh, yesterday or the day before or something, and they were talking about Diablo a whole bunch, and they were talking about World of Warcraft a whole bunch. These are games that are very much online-focused games. You you generally don't play offline all, all that much. And Stadia was not announced. Stadia was not mentioned. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know what to say. It, it's one of those things where we, in the past, we've not seen uh, the logo at the end of a trailer, and then uh, three weeks before launch of the game, we see it's coming to Stadia. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't really know what to think. Um, it, it's just. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, it, you need to ha- you need to be big enough to uh, to attract all these developers, um, all these games coming out, and also it takes a long time to make games. So what you planned three years ago might not be um, you might not know about Stadia when you put out your initial plans for a game, and then it takes a while to to, to free up some space in your development uh, studio, some cycles uh, for your developers to be able to even look at a different platform. I personally don't well okay so people have asked me what i think about is is uh game company x going to come to stadia and i'm gonna say maybe but here's the here's the thing i i believe that every single publisher and developer will embrace cloud gaming all of them will some of them will be on stadia some of them will be on geforce now some of them will will be on luna some of them will be rolling their own. Now, as far as Activision goes, Activision really does not like sharing money. Like, you cannot get World of Warcraft on Steam because they want to have their own launcher. They want to have their own stuff that way. Yep. Yep. So they want to control all that uh, stuff. Yeah. So what I think would end up happening instead is like Blizzard would partner with Stadia in order to use the tech kind of like what we talked about before with a white label kind of thing where stadia powers it, but we're not playing on stadia. We're playing on the battle net launcher, but we're still playing in the cloud. Now there's a lot of people out there that are, that are like, but I, but I'm a stadia person. You don't have to pledge allegiance to stadia. Like, there's no, there's nothing that says that you can't. Okay, so let's let's imagine for a second, because Luna just put out like you can now buy um, some DLC for um, Metro Exodus on Stadia right. or on Luna. Uh, so you can't buy the games, but you can buy the DLC, which I think is really weird. But okay, um, let's imagine that with Luna you can buy a game. If a game comes to Luna and I can buy it there and a different game comes to Stadia and I can buy it there, why do we care which one we're buying it on as long as we could just buy the game that we want to buy and play the game that we want to play on the cloud? Like, that's the thing that I don't understand. Everybody feels like they have to be in this console holy war, Xbox versus Mm -hmm. PlayStation, Sega versus Nintendo when that's really not what cloud gaming is all about. Cloud gaming is about choice and being able to play it where you want. And it does not, everything has to be in one place. Yeah. That's, that's the benefit of Stadia. Everyone's like, well, why would you just be a Stadia player? Who says anything about being just a Stadia player? I own all the consoles. And even if I didn't, um, didn't own all the consoles, you could own all the cloud gaming platforms because there's nothing to buy. You just jump in there and you, you play the game. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, like 
you buy the game, you play the game, and who cares if the next week another game comes out and the next month another game comes out and you're playing it on Luna. And then a month later, you're playing it on some other streaming service. If you don't have to buy a $500 box, you get you get rid of the need to be a, 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 like a fanboy and have your 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 uh, school schoolyard uh, arguments with your friends that Nintendo's <laughs> better. And it's like, no, no, Sega's better because it has blast processing. Uh, all that garbage kind of <laughs> goes away because there's there's no reason why you can't have every cloud platform. Um, it, mo- all of them support other controllers uh, than than what ships from that platform holder. So you could just buy a PlayStation Four controller and play, or an Xbox One controller and play all of the streaming services. Um, so yeah, it, uh, hopefully these types of arguments go away in the future. Well, okay, but I see people in chat. They're like, I can only support one platform financially. That's only if you are forcing yourself to subscribe. Now, right now with Luna, mm. you have to subscribe. With Stadia, you don't. You ha- you do not have to subscribe. You can just buy a game and play it. And I know that there's going to be people that are like, "But it's not 4K." Well, okay, that's really not that big a deal. When you just sit down and play a game and you're not pixel peeping, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. At the end of the day. Uh, so I, I <laughs> like I like that I like pixel peeping I really like that yeah I have to use that that's what people are always fun. doing they're like I'm gonna like they they freeze frame it they zoom in they count how many pixels they do some math and they're like this is actually 21 whatever p instead of 4k and I'm like okay <laughs> I couldn't tell I was just yep. playing a game uh, yep. so you don't have to subscribe to everything uh, that's that again that's why I canceled my luna subscription i subscribed to it to try it out i bought the controller i like the controller i like the service i don't like the business model because it forces me to subscribe and 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 while everybody like seems to like the idea of subscription i don't want to subscribe to luna and stadia and this and that and stadia is the one that doesn't make you subscribe to anything like with geforce now you don't have to subscribe but you can only play for an hour and you have to wait in line to play and all the games that you own are not necessarily on it, even though it's reading from your Steam library and your and your um, your Epic Game Store library. Um, so there's there's pluses and minuses for everything. Um, Ahmad in the chat room is saying, but Bill, why can't I just choose to play uh, using cloud gaming and also choose to have all my games in one place because it's more convenient on Stadia? And you definitely can. If, if you don't want to support any other platform and you just want to play Stadia, no one's saying don't, um, but then you can't you can't really complain that, well, I can't get this one game that is on Luna. Um, well, then just pick it up on Luna or play it with a subscription. Sign up for your 14-day trial or whatever is going to be available when that game comes out and play it there. Um, I, I, consoles, console, like only playing on one console made sense if you're... If you're an achievement hunter or if you're a trophy hunter, because you want all of your um, your your geek points in one place. But we're getting to the we're getting to the the world now where there's a good a good reason to play a game on on pretty much every different platform. So getting getting rid of that one silo and playing games everywhere is going to naturally become the future for a lot of people. Um, But it's going to be accelerated when you don't have to buy a five hundred dollar console to play on that one particular platform. Right. And with that being said, Pepsi versus Coke. You guys make the decision right there in chat, all right? That's right. And uh, if you're watching this after after the fact, leave a comment down below, Pepsi or Coke. That's really what this comes down to. Uh, I can't enjoy enjoy my Coca-Cola if Lloyd is drinking Pepsi. I can't. All right. I I choose Dr. Pepper in that uh, case. That's not a – no, I told you. You had two choices, Lloyd. No, you can choose I'm, Pepsi I'm, or you can choose Coke. Those are the only think two outside choices. the can. Think outside the can, Bill. You got that's the you, can. Pit, you, you <laughs> pigeonhole yourself just to one can. You got to think outside the can. Yeah, it's <laughs> these holy wars are just ridiculous. But yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Crystal Pepsi? I do. I remember Crystal oh Pepsi. Do you God. remember the actual Pepsi challenge at malls around like North America? I mean, I remember seeing there? commercials for it, but I lived in the middle and I live in the middle of oh, nowhere. Wow. So we, we didn't have that kind of thing happen. Uh, yeah. Although we like Stadia did a Pepsi challenge. It was stupid because like they have the different controllers. Right. And so <laughs> people are like, 
well, I wonder what this is playing on, you know, because the controller <laughs> feels different. And if you're a gamer, you can obviously tell which controller you're holding. Um, right. But they did like that Pepsi challenge back before Stadia actually launched. They they brought a bunch of people to like tents in London back when you could bring mm -hmm. people together. And they tried it out and they're like, I think this one's Stadia. I think this one's Stadia. And they were always wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, the real the real thing is none of them are running on stadia fools that's what it is it's all it's all been a trick up till now that's um, right yeah all right well i think that we've we've hit all of all of the those topics let's quickly uh thank the people who sent in super chats throughout the the show we've got pack 80 and consigno both sent them in without any uh comment thank you very much for that uh michael mooney sent in a comment uh, along with a super chat. They said, EA forced Microsoft to end its sports games before they would support Xbox, so Google may hit the same roadblock. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, but Google isn't... Oh, I think they're saying maybe Google... Okay, so this is what I think Michael is saying. Perhaps Google said, look, you don't want to port your games to our system? because we might be competing with you by making competing games, then maybe we won't make competing games. And then you can bring your game to our system. I don't know if that's mm. the case, but it's an, it's mm. definitely an argument. And Michael Mooney, if I'm misconstruing what you're saying, please let me know. People in chat are saying Duracell or Energizer. Now that's funny. Uh, any thoughts on this Lloyd? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting take. Um, I'm not sure. Um, what's happening there but ea forced microsoft to end its sports games so they wouldn't uh before they would support xbox so google may hit the same same roadblock okay I, I see what michael's saying and yeah maybe that is true maybe maybe city was working on some big third person action rpg that looked fantastic and and ea's like hey we're working on that it's called bioshock <laughs> or something right and, the, and it's like oh my god okay we want we want that on our platform okay we'll stop that seems unlikely but you never know uh the industry is such a weird weird beast sometimes and jay dangle just sent in a super sticker as well of his little cheerleader oh. thank you very much jay dangle 25 we appreciate the support uh anything else before we wrap up today's episode of stadia cast lloyd i don't think so i i'm really looking forward to uh getting getting some game time in over the next little bit um I'm also looking forward to getting a bunch of content out finally. My my real life has finally slowed down uh, and I have minutes to uh, to think about other things than work. Uh, so if anybody wants to see first looks on any games on the platform, drop me a line. Hit me up on Twitter at Dasme, D-A-S-M-E, uh, if there's particular games that you'd like to, uh, to, to see me play. And, you know, speaking of making content, um, I didn't have a whole lot of extra time to play video games this week because... I was working my butt off getting all of my episodes of 143 Pixels Season 5 done and edited and posted and ready. And that is starting on Tuesday. Uh, season 5 of 143 Pixels is coming back. Uh, nice. If you can, if you want to check that out, that's 143pixels.com. That's the, the actual numbers, not nothing spelled out. 143pixels.com. And... Um, We've got guests on there like Mike Grahulik from Penny Arcade and Garnett Lee. Uh, and if you want to nice. you want to hear something awesome, then look up the Super Mega Worm song from Garnett Lee. It's it's really, really great. It's it's also really fun to say. I, and, I love that, dude. I miss that he doesn't do a podcast every week anymore. He does. He left. Well, yeah, but not the same. Like the one up show was was the thing back in the day. Oh, and yeah. And uh, he was on a bunch of other uh, really great gaming podcasts, and then he became he became a developer, so he had to walk away from all those things, um, which was uh, which was sad. I, I I appreciated his takes all the time. Yeah, he just started a new um, uh, yep. indie game podcast called Something uh, Games, Potatoes, and Spatulas. Yeah, is I the remember name seeing of the, a name of the show. A tweet about something something about that. I'm gonna have to check it out because I I really do like Garnet Lee. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 143pixels.com. Please check it out. And uh, if you haven't already, uh, make sure that you uh, check out the 10K Nerd Nest logo shirt. It's uh, You can just go to the store below. And I hope everybody has an awesome day. Yeah. Take it easy, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you next week for episode 100. Yeah.